Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing. Oh my god, you did it! You did such a good job. You didn't burp or you didn't okay, fart or any um, of that. Now save that and just replay it every time. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? You say it so like, like sophisticated. It's rise and shine. It's practically like with a drawl. Rise and shine, Pinchers. Welcome back to another episode. Rise and shine, listeners, <laughs> and welcome back. Um. Anyways. Hello. Welcome. Uh, oh my gosh. How much longer are you gonna do this? <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host Connie Wang. I have my lovely Friday morning co-host with me, Jimmy. Here we are back with another episode of Chief Complaints, answering your chief complaints. This is our anonymous Friday morning advice episode where we give you guys all the advice. Um. So, Jimmy, do you have any chief complaints of the week? Um. My chief complaint is I I awoke a core memory yesterday when it's walking what I think it the is. dog. Yes. <laughs> Tell everybody about this core memory. Um, I'm curious what other people think. So I, I was walking past, uh, there's like a school near our house, and there were kids playing like a soccer game, and they were wearing pinnies. Kind of creepy. And then I was like, I haven't thought about pinnies in like two decades. Wait, can you one. explain what pinnies are for anyone that okay. might not understand? So a pinny is that kind of like nasty, like it's probably 30 years old. I don't think they make pinnies anymore outside of... If you went to elementary school from the years of mm -hmm. like... I don't know, 1980 something mm -hmm. until like maybe now. If you're like a millennial or like around that age, then you remember pennies in gym class. Basically in gym class, if you would play like basketball or any team sport, they would split you up into teams. And then one team would have to wear one color of this disgusting mesh little crop top. Like what were they dressing us for? Those creeps. Um, this, it's this like mesh little crop top that always reeked of mold. Like they didn't wash it right. And everyone got sweaty in it. Once in a while you got lucky and you got one that actually smelled like Febreze or something. But for the yeah, most part, they, you got gross they ones. They were pretty rank. Yeah, they were like legitimately rank and like like one color would be like yellow, the other team would be red. So that's basically what you would do in gym class is they'd be like, all right, pick a penny out of this disgusting bag and like yeah. your yellow team, your red team, <laughs> depending on who wore your penny last, like it, it, it doesn't matter. They didn't really wash them. Let's be honest. Depending on who wore your penny last, that determined like how good of a day you would have. You would either have one that smelled like Victoria's Secret Fantasy Body Spray, which is what all the seventh graders were wearing back in my day. Um, sensual Seduction. Wait, no, not Sensual Seduction. That's a song. It was called um, Pure Seduction. Does anybody uh, remember Victoria's Secret Pure Seduction? You probably, if you smelled it, you would remember. Yeah. Um, it, it was around the same era of like Axe Body Spray, five gum mm. the blue like berry kind like all I the can, same vibe i can just imagine all these scents intertwining and giving yeah. me a headache i believe jimmy and i were actually chatting about this after he saw these kids and we were just like i feel like i deserve compensation like monetary compensation for trauma from wearing those pennies and smelling disgusting they were pretty gross it it just, it was unnecessary. Well, to finish my thought, you either smelled like the girly one, like mm -hmm. the, because girls, you know, made it smell good, or you smelled like a boy in middle school, which you can only imagine yeah. how a wet penny from a sweaty boy in middle school would smell. Now, what do you think if instead of pennies, they had had like hats? Ew, it's also disgusting. Also think disgusting. of the head lice. True. Wait, you know what? What if they funny? just gave you a hat at the beginning of the year and they're like, this is your hat? 
You know, I don't hate that idea. Like a hat of the year. Um, <laughs> wait, you, okay. You know what this just made me think of? Remember like a couple episodes, like almost a year ago, actually, we had this discussion about how when we were growing up in like the early mid 2000s, they made it seem like the crisis to look out for was teenage pregnancies. Like there was like my teenage like pregnancy show or whatever. Don't you feel like elementary school prepared us and made us think that like lice was going to be a bigger problem than it actually like, I mean, it is in school, but like. People in the real world don't get lice the way that I thought it was. You really only get lice at school. I don't know if that's true. If we've just been blessed and fortunate enough to not. Well, no, I think adults that get lice, it's probably from their kids that have lice from school. But then. But for the average person. Somewhere in there, an adult had to have lice to give it to that kid. Well, which came first, the kid or the adult for lice? I don't know. I just. uh, Actually, yeah, where did lice come from? I think it has to do with like how you keep your home. No, it's not. That's a. Don't you remember anything from Desperate Housewives when Lynette was like, when they were bullying Lynette because they thought that her son had lice, oh, but it was yeah. the other woman's. But like, yeah. it's a misbelief that you're dirty. If you, I had lice once. I'll have you know. Did you know that? I think there must be certain risk factors. You had lice. Did you gross. have lice? No, I've never had lice. I just had bad dandruff. That's my. <laughs> you still. Have... Anyways, yeah, wait. I used, to, I used to like rub my hair and like. Snowflakes. Like, Ew. Snowflakes, guys. We, um, I embraced it. Uh, and then I got head and shoulders and everything's fine. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> let's get into today's chief complaint of the week. This one was an excellent one. I was so excited when they submitted it. So our dear pincher this week submitted, I need weeknight dinner inspiration. I relate so hard to being unmotivated after work. So they're referencing, if you didn't listen a couple episodes ago, another pincher submitted that their chief complaint of the week is that they were unmotivated after work and needed energy. Check that out if you want more inspo on that. But I thought this was a great topic because it's taken Jimmy and I probably, how long have we lived together? Like four years? Mm-hmm. Like a good four years to establish a good like routine. And like, I feel like we're a well-oiled machine now. I'm head chef, you're sous chef. I, I think we're overdue for, for, for maintenance. As I head chef, well I say thing. we're great. Anyways. There's been a couple missed trips to the grocery store recently. Well, okay, that's my first advice. I didn't write this down, Jimmy, but I think my first piece of advice is you have to, you have to, at least for us, you yeah. have to grocery shop before your week starts. Like for us, it has to happen on Sunday or else I will have the worst week. Like no ifs, ands, or buts. I always am so cranky on the weeks where we have no groceries on Monday, Tuesdays, mm-hmm. or Wednesdays. And then we shop on Thursday. And it's like, what for what? Because then we yeah. end up eating out on the weekend. And it like hurts your wallet. It's just it's just horrible. So if you can, sh- grocery shop on Sundays and get yourself ready, okay? So what I do, I don't meal prep full meals because I get bored of that. But I do prep parts of the meal. So in like big Tupperware containers, I'll prep multiple servings worth of rice. Like a cup or two of rice for the week. That'll at least last me until like Wednesday or Thursday. Um, And then every week at the grocery store on Sunday, we buy a rotisserie chicken for like five bucks. And then so we shred that. That way you can just throw it in. So throw something together. Right. And have food and maybe even have some leftovers from it. So that you don't have to go through this hassle tomorrow. Yes. Okay. So now let's go into our like not meal prep things. First what we've been doing a lot recently is something called egg roll in a bowl. So you guys have probably heard about this before. If you haven't, like, it, it got pretty popular on social media. All you got to do is buy one bag of coleslaw, then grab, a like, a one-pound package of, like, ground turkey or ground pork. Mm-hmm. All you do is stir-fry that together in oil with some onion and some, like, soy sauce, oyster sauce, and sriracha, and sesame oil. There you go. It tastes like 
egg roll filling basically. I like to add like freshly grated ginger because I'm kind of extra like that and it means like it makes a difference for me but you could totally just get like squeezy ginger. Oh and the thing that makes this is actually not the coleslaw or the turkey but it's actually I get a little container of shiitake mushrooms and I chop oh, that in yeah, and put it in. Yeah. Shiitake mushrooms really make it seem like a restaurant quality like egg roll. That, that umami really. Yeah. Uh, so really what it comes down to, it. it's like three elements. Your bag of coleslaw, your container of ground meat, and then your shiitake mushrooms. The rest is just seasoning things how you like. Something I noticed is in order for it to taste like an authentic egg roll and like authentic Asian food, you have to add white pepper, which I used to like read on recipes and be like, what? Who needs both black and white pepper? But white pepper honestly yeah, makes things taste like legitimate. Yeah, like Chinese. So get the white pepper, just splurge on it. You'll use it. Just <laughs> splurge. It's like, I don't know how much it is. But yeah, first is egg roll in a bowl. Second, now this is like Asian leaning because like I really like Asian food. But another repeat thing that we have almost like once a week now is Japanese curry. So basically what you do is you go to the grocery store and in like the Asian section, it's like everywhere. They have a little block of like golden curry. So basically it comes in this like little skinny box and it'll say golden curry on it. And then in the corner, it'll be like S and B, I think is the brand. S like and curry B. curry concentrate. Yeah, it's basically curry concentrate. All you do is stir fry like onions, carrots, and chicken together into some oil. Editing Connie here. I don't know how I forgot to mention this, but also chopped potatoes, little pieces of potatoes, add that. Stir fry that, like no seasoning. Oh, you can add salt and pepper. And then add like a cup or two of water. And then you add in these curry blocks and then you just let it simmer for like five, 10 minutes. And then it'll literally create like the most delicious Japanese curry. And it's so easy. It's literally, it's like one of the fastest meals that we make. Honestly, it just, it takes longer to boil the rice if I need extra rice. And yeah. that's why I suggest making your rice on your Sundays because you'll save time because the meal itself for the Japanese curry comes together in like 15 minutes. So that's if we're doing like Asian like meals at home. Another thing we do, now let's go to the Italian side. So a lot of times- Are you just gonna keep talking and- uh... Oh, sorry, go. Cool. Did you have anything to add? Do you wanna do the next one? The third one? You just need to take a breath, honey. <laughs> I just get so excited. She's really excited, guys. Yeah, okay. I know you wanna hear from me too. Yes. Uh, so I'll, t I'll take charge for this next one. Uh, okay, uh, which one do you want me to talk about? Okay, this is why I don't let you go in charge. The third no. one, oh, okay. read the, the next one. Okay, so this one is a classic give up meal. Yeah. Uh, this it, is a hump day meal for us. Yeah. And I think that this is something what, I want to give a shout out to my old coworker Alana for oh, giving this me this uh, the tip to have these on hand. Wasn't it Bridget? Uh, no, no. Bridget gave us the next oh, one. Oh, so you are uh, talking about the thing I think about. This yeah. is so hard being a co-host instead of the pilot. Go on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, so what, uh, what my coworker tells me that her and her fiance do is they make sure they always have a frozen pizza on hand. They actually each pick one for each of them, mm -hmm. uh, which I can't tell Connie I'm doing. She's a little too frugal for that. Well, I just feel ridiculous getting two frozen pizzas when we yeah, only need one. Yeah, but Connie likes Supreme pizzas. I, I don't like Supreme. I like more of a pepperoni or like a buffalo chicken. So it would work out great. But it, ideally, at least have like one frozen pizza that you buy, keep it there, and it's your emergency pizza, and it's, you know, you just break the glass when you need to. <laughs> And then to add some veg, some greens, we buy a bag salad. Caesar salad goes perfect with pizza. Not the healthiest salad, but you're already having pizza. You're already giving up. So it'll, it'll just like give just, you some roughage for the just, side. Just don't, just don't do the pizza it. and the salad. Okay, the next one. The next one. Oh, and then this next one. Another one of my old coworkers, Bridget, gave me this idea. So having a bowl of pasta and some sauce could be a little sad if you don't have any meat. But one solution that you could do is to 
crack an egg in a pan, fry that up, and have the egg on top of your pasta and sauce. And it gives you a little added protein, so you're not just having a carby meal. When Jimmy first told me about this idea, I was like, this feels like kind of wrong. It just feels weird to think about a bowl of like tomato sauce with pasta and then a fried egg on top. I just thought that seemed weird. Yeah. But then you try it and it's almost like, I don't know, I can't describe why it's so good, but I feel like tomato sauce and pasta just, uh, I mean, sorry, tomato sauce and egg just belong together. If you think about it, like shakshuka, if you think about it, there's like tomato and egg, like eggs with salsa, eggs with ketchup. Ketchup. Like tomato actually goes the acidity. Oh, oh my gosh, how could I forget the prime? Like this is my favorite Chinese comfort meal. Um, This is more like if Jimmy's not home and I'm just making it for myself. Tomato and egg is like growing up, we would always eat that combo. It's like scrambled eggs with tomatoes. It's just the best combo. So something about tomato sauce with spaghetti and then doing a fried egg on top it's like you don't even miss having meat and frying in one egg or two eggs is so much quicker than like cooking meat so if you're in a pinch that's such a good idea now transitioning uh talking about eggs a little bit more oh this is actually the perfect transition this is something i like to do sometimes uh this was more of a single me or living alone jimmy kind of move but i still do it from time to time yeah is making a good some good old-fashioned brinner uh, easiest thing to do, you know, bre- breakfast, breakfast for, dinner. for dinner for mm-hmm. the uninitiated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, breakfast sandwich is a great way to go. Or you could just cook up some eggs, have a couple pieces of sausage, some toast or something. Yeah. Maybe have some potatoes. Um, and then one last thing. So let's say it's like a Tuesday, you need a meal idea. Don't sleep on the sheet pan dinner. Jimmy, Jimmy and I always do that. So our favorite go-to weekly like thing that we've been doing is we'll get salmon once a week at the store. And Jimmy does a really good sauce on top. It's you mix equal parts honey and equal parts Dijon mustard together. And you just slather that on the salmon. It's like a honey Dijon roasted salmon. And you bake that in the oven for like, I want to say like 400 for like 15 to 20 minutes. And then while that's baking on one sheet, you can do another whole sheet of another vegetable that you just toss in like olive oil, salt, pepper, garlic powder. So we'll do like sweet potatoes or we'll do like Brussels sprouts or broccoli or green beans or asparagus any of those greens um and then also then just have your brown rice on the side of that or sometimes if we're trying to be healthy then we'll just skip the brown rice and we'll just do sweet potatoes um you will sometimes be eating we'll, a snack after dinner if you do that. we'll be doing some uh you know, quinoa action yeah quinoa uh, too sometimes we'll do couscous yeah bulger wheat bulger wheat too that's yeah. a good idea vary the grain that you buy and yeah. cook in bulk because you're gonna get tired of it and yeah, it's kind of all the same thing, but you could get a little more variety, maybe. Like, I feel like in terms of, like, if you want to stay healthy with your meals and stuff, sometimes I feel like it's almost better to, like, prepare to be bored and buy, like, multiple things to keep it exciting, whether that's sauces or variations of grains and stuff. Because if you get bored with your healthy meal, let's say every meal you plan for dinner is, like, chicken, brown rice, and broccoli, like, you're going to be so bored that like, you're going to veer away from that, and then mm-hmm. you're going to, like, end up making, like, other choices. So I think it's, like, better for us at least to plan, like, a, a variety with that. Um, if you don't like salmon or fish, what we also do a lot of times is just chicken thighs because chicken thighs, mm-hmm. like, just bake so well in the oven really quick. Yeah, they also do really well in an air fryer. Uh, yeah, boneless, yeah. skinless chicken thighs. We just throw in the air yeah. fryer for, like, 15 minutes. And you can uh, – there's a lot of different types of, like, marinade packets that you can buy at the store. You can mm-hmm. make your own marinade or just get a bottle of salad dressing and yeah. let – that sit overnight so do this the night before while you're prepping whatever you're cooking then mm-hmm. 
And then you throw them in the air fryer. They get nice and crispy. They're done in like 12 minutes, maybe? Oh, and another weeknight dinner that we had. So we talked about Japanese curry. Prior, when I was in like dental school, a meal that we would always have actually is a jarred like Indian or Thai curry. They make the pre-made sauces. I know it's not like the healthiest for you. Well, I don't even know if actually health is a concern because that wasn't part of your question. But it just makes it so easy. Those, the same principle, you just stir fry like oil, onions, chicken, and like red bell pepper or some kind of vegetable. And then you just coat it with a sauce and let it simmer. Mm -hmm. It's just so much easier. And I feel like sometimes when you come home from work, like you really don't want to do anything. Another thing I would recommend too is just romanticize the process. So like I listen to a podcast while I do this all. So I almost feel like it's less of a chore and it's more like me happening to be chopping veggies and cooking while I'm catching up on stuff I like. Yeah, I'm glad that you like to cook so much because I get to just sit on the couch and dissociate until you say dinner's ready. Pretty much. And that is dinner at our house. So anyways. We forgot the most important dinner that we have sometimes. Well, there's two avenues we go if we give up. Is it the out? (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. So we either, we we let allow ourselves take out once during the week, but then the other avenue that we take. Which is the sadder one. Is Wait, I know what, what this we is. we call scrounging. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Tell them about scrounging. Uh, I thought you were going to say frozen so, chicken cordon bleu. <laughs> oh, that's another give up, too. If you've ever seen those stuffed the chicken f- cordon stuffed bleu stuffed chicken things, breasts in the frozen are, section. Those are great. Uh, high in sodium. Um, but, you know, it, it, good in a pinch. Uh, but we, so if we're not really feeling like putting together an actual meal and we know we have, you know, maybe some leftovers or some kind of staples in the cupboard that we could cook instead we'll just kind of look at each other when it's this is usually like if it's already past like seven o'clock yeah uh that's kind of when the you know the the clock stops ticking no sometimes it's five and i come home and i'm like scrounged (laughs) well yeah that too that's if we have good stuff in the fridge i think yeah Uh, so well we'll just we'll just look at each other and be like trying to scrounge scrounge tonight tonight. yeah and then we just kind of you know try to finish up odds and ends that are in the i'll have my girl dinner so that's usually like canned artichoke canned olives Mm -hmm. like random lunch meats rotisserie chicken bits crackers pickles like just literally any snack jimmy will usually have like a box of mac and cheese or like a thing of ramen or like some toast with like butter like it literally scrounging is like a free-for-all this is just like really what we've been eating recently we should update them maybe like in a year or two and like see if anything changes because i feel like year to year like sometimes it changes like we definitely ate more tacos in the past mm-hmm. i don't know what's ahead for us in the future hopefully less I scrounging hope, i hope more tacos <laughs> maybe more tacos but okay now let's go into our golden bachelor recap really quick did we did we get to the end of the controversy with the name last time yes it's gary <laughs> okay well but do they know that we yes we told them last, last week but did, no because we think i think we thought it was still gary no. but it's gary <laughs> oh you're right okay wait so last so it's week g-e-r-r-y that's still the same spelling as last week but now we know that you don't pronounce it gary right it's, it's gary it's gary do you guys hear the difference so okay the first week i thought it was jerry then last week i thought it was gary now this week i realize it's gary like blueberry like gary not yeah. gary it's gary with an e so okay it's like jerry with a g 
that's really bending my mind. I can't think about it this much, but the episode starts off with this little, like, ragtag group of girlies on the side. This, like, bandit group of, like, there's, like the breakfast club kind of, like, of women. kind of, like, Oompa Loompa music playing in the background. Yeah, like, they're, like, like the just, silly like, whimsical, girls. like, silly thing. And so they name themselves, it's four women. They're a little clique. And they name themselves, she's so cute. She said it as if we should know. She yeah, was like, yeah. we're asking. A-S-K-N. Like, A for, like... April. April. Oh, my God, you know this better than I do. Is S for Susan? Susan, yeah. yeah. What's K? Kathy? Kathy. April, yeah. Susan, Kathy, and then what's N? Nancy? Nancy. Nancy? Okay. So All appropriate names for this age group. Yeah, so th- there's four women. That's this little ragtag clique. Um, first impression was that's very cute and like middle school of them to be like, we're, we're this group. Here's our name. Um, but these are all women that I think 100% are like not making it <laughs> to yeah. the final well, that's why they're That's why they're the group. They're content to make some new friendships. Right. They know and that. And that's totally, they're, they're all queens. I do support them all. I actually think that I enjoy watching them all more than like mm-hmm. the actual whoever's going to get it. And remember like last week I told you like some women's roles on this show is not to actually like be his love interest. It's to provide the audience like entertainment because we fall in love with them. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, we just need a little instability to be shown yeah. around here. Uh, <laughs> but I think, well, you know, of those women, I think. Uh, I actually think April has some skin yeah, in the game. And I think. Kathy certainly does from Kathy's events the one... that occur later in the episode. Right. Okay, so now let's continue with the episode. So after this whole little we meet the click of girls, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, women, um, 60 to 70-year-old women, um, mm-hmm. now they show up and for the group date, it's actually like a talent show. And I just have to say this talent show of each of the women, they perform their talent, Incredible. made me so proud of women. I love women because we all have so many skills. I mean, one could think like, oh my God, everyone's going to like sing or like do dance. Some did. But the thing is, my favorite parts were one of them was a whipped cream catcher. Mm-hmm. Like she, I don't even, how did she do that? The other person was like a sex ed teacher. So like she just made a funny presentation to the audience. My next commentary that I wrote down was what was April doing? Like I love April. Actually, I think she's really enjoyable. Whether or not she's going to end up with Gary, I don't know. But her skill for the talent show, like what was she doing? They just showed her like talking to the crowd and the crowd was cheering. But I was like... Is this a TED Talk? This was April? This was April. She didn't, like, have a skill that I I could see. I think April's real talent was shown later in the episode. Was telling... When she told Teresa... Telling Teresa to SDFU. So, basically what happens is the theme of this episode is there's starting to be a little divide, right? We have the Askin group of the clicky ladies. Mm -hmm. And then we have, like, the women that are pining for Gary. They're not here to make friends. They're here to fall in love. And that's, like, Leslie and Teresa... And what happens is we watch the women start of them. Some of them start to get a little jealous, like Teresa and Kathy watching Leslie dance and laugh dance mm-hmm. with him. They're like, they're like their mouths are agape because she's like 10 years younger than them, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the one who ends up winning the talent show is Joan, who Jimmy and like most of the male people I've asked, like they all think that she's the most conventionally attractive, I would say. She seems out of Gary's league, but she does. They seem to really connect, and I think they would have been really good together. uh, Wait, so I'm gonna be honest. When I first met her, I was just like, "Oh, great, another pretty blonde lady with like not much per." Like they weren't showing her personality. I just feel like I didn't get to know her the first Mm -hmm. few episodes. Then in this episode, you get to you get to know Joan because she's like all these women are like singing and dancing and making people laugh. Like I have nothing. All I have is this little poem. And it was the cutest thing. She shuffles up to the mic. Well, she doesn't shuffle. She's like a gorgeous woman. She saunters up to the microphone. Yeah. And then she's like, 
I have a poem for you. It's called, like, I'm going to try to not vomit on your shoes or something. Yeah. And the poem's all about how, like, all these women are so great. And, like, she's trying her best to, like, not throw up because she's nervous. And, like, all she wants is a chance to, like, get to hang out with Jerry or something. Mm-hmm. Gary. Um, can I just call him Jerry? I just, I don't know. Basically, long story short, Joan and her cute little poem actually ends up winning. And they have, like, the best dinner date ever. And, like, Gary says, like, he's... In the morning after the date, you like you know it's a good day because he's dancing and singing and he feels hopeful again. And then you cut to find out Joan actually has to leave because for like circumstances that no one told us about on the show, she just mentioned like her daughter had a difficult C-section and needs her at home. Mm-hmm. So then Joan has to go home, which is really sad because now that I'm thinking about it, like I was sold after that first date. I was like, okay, Joan's the one. That's it. They're done. Because Joan has the same level of like, she's just she doesn't give off desperate energy. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that? No, yeah, yeah, I think there there was no, no desperation. I think she knows that she could, she could have smoke whatever, these women. <laughs> whatever man she wants. But then that's the tragic um, part of this is, yeah. like, the one that's best has to leave because, like, she has a good head on her shoulder. She wants to support her daughter mm-hmm. back at home. So she leaves. But now that I look at the women that are left, I can't tell if it's because mentally, like, I'm pretending to be Gary and, like, dating these women. But now... All these women feel so desperate to me. And I'm like, wait, but I like Joan because she's like almost playing hard to get because she's like, she went home, she's unavailable, and we want what we can't have. So I'm like, wait, now I want Joan, not like these women fighting over him. Like, if it doesn't work out and he just kind of ends up with someone that he doesn't stay with at the end of the season. Well, that's a problem. I hope he can reconnect. You know why, though? Jimmy said this really funny quote that I had to write down. (laughs) We were just talking about, like, the women and, like, how he has to make a decision. And, like, I was like, man, this episode feels, like, really fast-paced. I feel like they're, like, speeding through these episodes. And Jimmy's like, if we don't film fast enough, they'll die. Yeah, we're we're on a clock. (laughs) We are on a clock. We've learned this lesson in the past with Harry Potter. R.I.P. the second Dumbledore now. Right, and I mean, like... if we do more Dumbledores... We gotta find a third guy. Yeah, let's uh So let's not have to find a second golden bachelor midway through film. Well, as I said in the first episode, that's why I don't think I can go back to watching dating shows now, like regular ones with 30-year-olds, because now I'm like, who literally who cares if you're 30 and you don't have love? Like you have time. Mm-hmm. Time is on your side. I'm worried about the 80-year-olds out there. Yeah. But the other thing that I'm worried about is, you know, is there anything about Gary medically that these women should know uh is it his hearing aids well yeah so we know that but then is like I'd like to just have a a nice do you want to do a med rec on him (laughs) I'd like a panel of blood work and a med rec can I see a CBC because (laughs) here's the thing it's marriage is like buying a car right Right. And these are classic cars you to, that you're buying. <laughs> you you want to make sure. It's like buying a house. You want to yeah. make sure that the infrastructure. Show, like, show me the car facts. There. Like, show me the, the um, like, grandpa facts right. on this. I almost want to get to know Gary more, too, just on a personal level, because, again, I think what's hard for me to gauge who he's going to end up with is I almost feel like I don't know Gary because he loves every woman and he's so kind to every woman and every woman is the best ever and he has a connection with all of them. And I'm like, okay, but like, who are you, Gary? Are you the kind of guy that likes when a girl like makes a big spectacle you love to laugh? Or do you like like the more quieter like Joan and the like Eileen's or uh, I don't really remember which one that is but so anyways Mm. next in the episode though that's when the drama starts basically it's time for like the rose ceremony and well the day of the rose ceremony teresa 
Oh, Teresa. I think, you know, so in the episode, they're like, I can't tell if Teresa is dumb or knows what she's doing because Teresa starts to run her mouth and she just says, like, I think what happened is Teresa had the first impression rose and she felt way up high here. But now she's getting insecure because all these other women are getting more praise and affection from him. So she's starting to feel insecure. So she starts to project and she just like word vomits to the nearest person next to her who happens to be Kathy. Wrong choice. And she's like, I just think we have such a good connection, like blah, blah, blah. Like we had such a good first impression. And like he told me he wants to travel with me. And I was like, let's do it. So we're going to take a trip, blah, blah, blah. And so Kathy, who was already feeling a little insecure about not having any anything yet she she just is devastated from this for some reason um which when they play but when they play back the footage kathy's not telling april any feedback to stop because i'm watching april tell her and kathy's just like oh really oh yeah like no kathy stick up for yourself say like stop talking about this so anyways kathy like doesn't later well later but like during like you can't blame i mean you can but like you really can't blame Teresa for not stopping because Teresa looking at Kathy, Kathy wasn't giving her any cues to stop talking about how great of their connection was. Right. So long story short, Kathy walks away from this interaction and she's like, Teresa is just bragging about her relationship with him. So then we get to the rose ceremony and Kathy's like really upset. She actually, before the rose ceremony, sorry, I keep jumping ahead of myself. She leaves and she starts crying. Everyone's like, oh my God, Kathy, what's wrong? Like Kathy's like the girl's girl. Like everyone likes Kathy. Mm -hmm. And Kathy's like, someone's been like, bad i don't know kathy's like crying and then anyways april is that bitch because like i said april's the best so then she says to the group of women later on they're talking Teresa's chiming in and she's like april's like you know what would be best is some of us should like shut up or something i really don't remember how she said it yeah keep our mouths shut details or something yeah and Teresa's like who's that and we're all like you Teresa. so then anyways someone tells Teresa like hey She's talking about you. So then Teresa goes up to April and she's like, why did you say that? And April's like, oh, honestly, like it was for Kathy. <laughs> Cause like April's like a queen and like, doesn't want to like, she doesn't really care if she's not losing sleep if Teresa's mad at her. So she's like, oh, it was for Kathy. So then Kathy and Teresa talk. And this is where I feel like my, I felt a little conflicted because Kathy was going in on Teresa. Teresa basically was like, hey, I heard you were yeah. upset because I'm talking so much about like my connection. And Kathy's Kathy like, was a bulldog. In that she didn't hold back she was like yeah you have been and you've been hurting us and then blah 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 and Teresa's like i'm so sorry i didn't mean to do that normally when someone says i'm so sorry i didn't mean to do that and like they start getting upset mm-hmm. you're like it's okay i see now that you're upset i understand but kathy was just not taking any feedback cues from from um Teresa. But here's the thing i think kathy has a really good read on Teresa. probably and is she from that- new york she gives me that type vibes. of like shutting down, starting to cry thing is manipulative. It's very manipulative. Yeah. Like the second people see tears, they're gonna be like, like they're gonna back down because like they feel saying. uncomfortable. Yeah. So the fact that Kathy was willing to kind of call her on that, yeah, I found really impressive and made me pretty attracted to Kathy. To be honest. <laughs> oh my god, do I have competition with Kathy? <laughs> yeah. So it's Kathy from New York. She gives me like New Yorker vibes, which I like. Yeah. Anyways, now it's Kathy's one-on-one time with Gary. Basically, like, Kathy and April kind of make up, whatever. They go their separate ways. April's crying in a bedroom. So then Kathy goes up to Gary, and she's like, listen, Gary, like, these women are not what you think you are. they are. And he's like, who? And Kathy, being a stand-up woman, doesn't say who. She's just like, I just want you to know, some of these women are, like, not who you think they are. So then Gary stumbles out of that interaction and stumbles his way, passes by a bedroom and notices April crying. So then he's a smart man. He puts two and two together. He's like, oh, 
Oh, no, sorry, not April. He puts two and two and sees yeah, Teresa crying. Teresa. And he's like, oh, Teresa's crying. She must be the one that Kathy's talking about. So then he sits down with Teresa, and Teresa's like, oh, it's fine. Like, the women feel like I've been bragging. Oh, wait, she went off and started crying, I think, after Kathy got the rose, right? I think just in general after they talked. Or just, okay. Also, what Did happens she know Kathy was, got that rose? Yeah, so actually, During let me, that conversation? I don't think, I don't really know if she knows, but Kathy talked to Gary, and Gary was like, I feel bad that you've had a horrible week. Here's a rose. Don't worry. And she's like, okay, cool. So then he goes to manage Teresa. And I just feel like I know now. Like, I saw the look in his eyes. Teresa's not going to be the one for him. He has he, that seed of doubt. He got that. Um, it's He isn't really quick at the ick that girls get. when they're it's, like, it's a boy equivalent. A bick. <laughs> yeah, there's something that what And I, I saw it in his eyes and I was yeah. feeling it too for her <laughs> at that moment. I was Aww. like, oh, no, 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 no. Whereas you felt a fire in your heart for Kathy, your yeah, new girlfriend. I think so. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just something, uh, something intense about her. Uh, <laughs> that you like. Yeah, I, um, I like that uh, short cropped hair. Um, she looks just like Caitlyn Jenner, like identical almost. It's kind of crazy. Like her and Sue. Yeah. We, we talked about this last week. Interesting. But um, anyway, so the rose ceremony happens. They get more, rid of some more irrelevant women. And again, I think my top five still stand being i think it's still gonna be faith leslie teresa uh, kathy maybe and then april here's the thing i yeah I, I think that's a good and uh, did he also take ellen on a date during this one Ye- oh like, that's he got right all dressed up yeah and we like ellen she's like a non-problematic they a, queen they had a nice connection they um, did have a nice connection and i think she's gonna feature heavily in this week's episode because they're playing pickleball oh yes that's right the next <laughs> one i think there's like the promo had her looking real hype about it uh, and i think someone gets hurt uh connie yeah. likes to remind me that pickleball is is what the highest rate the of highest amount injuries? of injuries i'm telling you um, which is like sad, 30 billion a year in like cost yeah. or something maybe billion and it's popular with the elderly who get injured a lot um, yeah you did bring up that really good point you're like think yeah. of the sample size and i'm like yeah. oh you're there, right <laughs> there's a reason why that statistic exists because it's just you could play it till you're a bit older oh my god i keep accidentally turning on my flashlight oh my I'm god such a millennial you are such a millennial um, um can i mention one last thing the yeah, last thing we took away from this episode. Do you feel like we gave a good enough recap, though? You guys understand what happened. Yeah. It was a taste of drama. But I just want to say, this drama, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> really? Because I didn't think it was going to happen with the old ladies. Oh, my God. I need to introduce you to Real Housewives. The last thing. So, okay. Basically, this episode sets the scene for what I think is the rest of the season. You got the Kathy alliance with Askin, and then you got mm. the... And then you got Teresa. I don't think she really has yeah. an alliance. And, oh, and... I liked the drama with the rose ceremony that Teresa, she gets a rose, but she's last rose. She's last, and they really like, dry it out. last kid pick for But dodgeball. I also feel like they probably just edit it that way. Probably. <laughs> uh, but. It is a TV show, but. Yeah. Either way, I appreciate the editing or just. <laughs> You're like, like, good the, job. The decision, good move by production. Look at how long your pause was way. on the voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, you really stunned me with that. I really did. But. So, okay, one last thing. Now that we've given our summary, now that we know the alliance is setting us up for the episode next week, one last thing. Have any of you guys noticed how daintily Gary always holds the rose? He holds it in oh, a way yeah. that gives me the hick. He, like, has his, his like, shoulders arms are up. all the way out like he's about to start doing the chicken dance. I just feel like he looks 
looks like a kid holding a teddy bear with his two right. hands. He daintily holds it in between his index fingers. Mm-hmm. Wait, is this your index finger, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, hold, he's yeah, like, he's will like, you <laughs> accept this rose? I'm yeah. like, can you hold no. it with some he's, passion? He's literally standing like this. Give it a good grip. I want the I want the audience to imagine me standing like kind of my elbows. Your elbows up, kinda, like up and like, and your little fingers pinching. Your fingernails then, blanched. <laughs> and then I'm like, Connie. <laughs> anyways that was our episode for the week thank you so much for listening if you guys like what you heard please leave a rating and a review on apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you guys listen to podcasts and we will see you guys next tuesday for the main episode bye